0: Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: I don't know if you listened to our program last night, but we are talking about one word, a very significant word in the Bible, and that word is partaker. We just want to review quickly what we shared yesterday and give you a definition of partaker according to the Hebrew and the Greek language. It means participate, share, fellows, partners. Sometimes it's translated into the word companions. And one of the Greek words for partaker is the same as koinonia, which is fellowship. It means having things in common. And that is what we're talking about, that God, out of his love for us, has invited us to share in his divine nature. And that's what we, how we started yesterday. I just want to review some things with you. For example, we are all called to be servants of God. In fact, Paul describes himself as a bond slave. So how do we regard the word servant it could be on a formal basis or you're going to do things just because you want to be a good servant. But God sees a servant's life very differently. For example, Abraham and Moses were both outstanding servants. Abraham, the father of our faith, served God faithfully. How did God relate to him? The scripture says that Abraham was a friend of God. And in Isaiah 41 verse 8, God referred to Abraham as my friend. His servant was his friend. And what, what should we say about Moses? Also, an incredible servant of God. And we read in Exodus thirty-three, eleven, the Lord spoke unto Moses face to face as a man speaks unto his friend. He might've been a servant, but the deeper relationship was God and Abraham were friends. What about the church? What does he say about the church? Well, we read about it in Acts 20, verse 28. And the church should be God's servant here on earth the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. God loves us so much that the word shows us that he has called us to be partakers with him in order to accomplish his purposes here on earth. Again, the gap between who God is and the gap between who we are is great. And I believe by understanding how God has called us to be partakers, we will close that gap. We went we started yesterday with 2nd Peter chapter 1 the first 8 verses and the key verse there is really well let's read let's read from verse 2 on Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence for by these, now what are we talking about? For these, the knowledge of God, and He has called us by His own glory and excellence. For by these, He has granted to us His precious and magnificent promises, in order that by them you might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. And if you read the next four verses, They give you the qualities that God wants us to share with him. For example, moral excellence, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. These don't come out of our own being. It comes out of God's allowing us to participate, to be a partaker in his divine nature. Have you ever considered the enormity of this? We don't become like God's. But we begin to reflect his image, which it says we should be in chapter one of Genesis, Junie. We, we are created in his image and need to demonstrate his likeness. And God has allowed us or is calling us, it's to participate in the qualities that make up his nature. It's incredible, Junie. For example, we are called to be Christ like. God said, Be ye holy as I am holy. There's no way we can be holy. Isn't he the demonstration of humility? We don't have a, an ounce of humility in us until we participate in his humility. Isn't he the righteous one who became sin on the cross so that he may, we may become the righteousness of God? We were self-righteous before we were born again, but now we have to live by the righteousness of God. So we can verbalize that the Lord's in me, I abide in him and he abides in me, which is all true. But how real is that in our life? And if our nature in us is a reality, are we still involved with the world and the corruption and mentality that's prevalent in the world, which is the conclusion of verse 4? If we're lovers of the world, we become enemies of God. God calls us to be separated unto him, separated from the influences of the world. Junie, you know, it's so clear, and God wants us to live in and through his divine nature.
2: And you said our nature, and that's how we know we're not partaking of His nature if we're not freely forgiving. Yes, freely loving, freely um, not living for ourselves, but living for the Lord. And his eternal purpose for us because every listener, Shelley, and you and I
1: have purpose in God. It's so true. Again, we need to ask ourselves, have we appropriated these things in our lives? And we concluded yesterday... Again, by looking a little deeper into the last portion of verse 4 in Second Peter 1. How do we know that we are participating in the divine nature? Because the end of that verse says, Having escaped the, corrupt- the corruption that is in the world by lust. That's powerful. It's a litmus test to see if we're really living in his divine nature. I want to refer to two verses in Galatians Um, one in chapter 6 and one in chapter 2. This is what Paul said. This ties in so much with what we just said. said. We're partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Listen to this verse. Galatians 6, verse 14. This is Paul speaking. The world has been crucified to me and I to the world. You want, again, if we love the world, we're not a lover of God. Paul said, the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And you're probably familiar with Galatians chapter two, verse 20. Paul said this, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet, not I, but Christ lives in me and the life that I now live in the faith in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. Paul was a unique man crucified? He, the world was crucified to him, and he was crucified to the world. That's- Do you know why, Shelley? Why, Junie?
2: Because Paul was undone. Yes. When God revealed Himself as Jesus. Yes. He was so undone, Shelley, that he didn't live as a rabbi any longer. He didn't live for. All that he learned yes. and his family and friends. He studied the scriptures for 13 years and God revealed to him the church in the Old Testament. And Paul became a bond slave of the Lord. And so a bond slave is someone whose master Thank is you, not Lord. himself, Amen. but God himself. Glory. And so he lived for the Lord. Hallelujah. And to Jesus, even when he walked the earth, the world was crucified to him, even before he went to the cross, because he was pure and holy yes. and righteous, and the world was fallen, as his nature being all man and all God in yes. the flesh Hallelujah. was fallen. And he overcame that for us, Shelley. And then he sent us his spirit, the spirit of truth that enables us to be partakers of his divine nature. It's
1: it's, it's so incredible, Jimmy. I hope it's sinking in to all of us, you and me and every one of our listeners. We can live in the nature of God. Okay, let's go to another verse that talks about partakers. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling, consider Jesus. I want to just stop there, because if we consider Jesus, we are going to understand who Jesus was, the apostle and high priest of our confession. But he calls us holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling. Junie, again, I'm overwhelmed even speaking about it. Have we considered that our calling is of a heavenly nature? We are partakers with Jesus in that heavenly calling.
2: And we can tell, litmus test, have we considered this by the way we live? (laughs) And even as you're listening to this program and we're sharing about being partakers, let's consider our attitude, Shelley, towards one another. Yes. The words we speak, how we speak, the way we live and spend our days. Yes, Lord. Promises that we keep.
1: Thank you, Lord.
2: Words that are truth for our listeners, for you and me. That's a litmus test. Amen. To see if we're partakers you, of the divine nature. There's
1: a practical outworking that we need daily.
2: And that's what's so important, Shirley. Jesus wants to be in relationship with us, that we would partake of him because he's made that available for us.
1: We have a heavenly calling. Listen to chapter uh, one in Ephesians. Chapter one, Ephesians, verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. This is why we need to walk out a heavenly calling. In Philippians chapter three, verse 20, it says our citizenship is in heaven. When we look at Colossians chapter three, verse two, what does it say? Set your affections or mind on the things above. Again, again, in Ephesians, Paul goes on speaking of these heavenly spiritual blessings. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world, and we see that God wants us to be heavenly minded. The world might say "You're so heavenly minded, you know earthly good. what this earth needs is more heavenly people
2: and we need to know this purpose, even in our struggles, yes, eternally, there's a reward."
1: that father what can we say thank you sounds so trite but it isn't from the depths of our hearts juni and i thank you and i thank hope you, our lord. listeners are thanking you from their heart we have the divine nature imparted to us and you've called us to a heavenly calling we thank you lord in the name of yeshua
0: Amen. thank you for joining us this evening